This is a podcast where you will hear children screaming and dogs barking in the background. I thought I heard someone screaming. Yeah, that was Jackson. My leg! I'm just looking for the Krabby Patty formula. I've My told you, Gene Krabs. This, there's no impersonations on You're this. There allowed. is on this show. <laughs> I'm gonna murder you. everyone and welcome Hello. to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Uh, my name is Paul and I'm your dungeon master for this evening and I'm joined tonight by some pals of mine. I'm Jeffrey and I play Kjorg. Hey, I'm Felicia and I play Mogret Stonefire. Hi, I am Ezra and I play Clarendry. Hi, I'm Zach and I play Chris. Hello, Zach, and he's placed Chris, and we are Dungeons and Dragons. He's placed Chris. We are a dungeon <laughs> and a dragon. We are dungeons. We're excited to get back to some Dungeons and Dragons. No, we are uh, Dungeons. Don I asked you who that was. Dungeons. Dungeons. I already um, asked you who that was. You never explained. What y'all don't actually know is that's actually is that uh, a pizza? Don Jones is the Crooked Father's alias. It's what he went by for a few wow. years when he was better like than, on sabbatical. It's better than Relvis. <laughs> so it's only been like a week for, for all you listeners, but it's been it seems like it's been a while for us. It's been like three weeks. It's been something been a like while. that. Uh, so we're we're looking forward to playing some D and D. But before we get to all that, of course, we got some business to take care of up front. Of course. First of all, we want to give a big shout out to one of our patrons. So, what do you mean when you say patron? What do you mean? Patron. When you say patrons. What, what do you mean? Well, I mean someone who supports us at patreoncom slash Heroes. Uh, we have many patrons uh, whom we love equally. We love all of our Patreon children the same. Today, we're going to give a shout out to one of our dear patrons on Patreon who supported us. If you support us at the $1 tier or higher, any tier at all, any support, any amount, we will give you a shout out. Just like Ryan Zwemke. <laughs> also known as Amish Papa on the Discord. Amish Papa. Thank you, Ryan, for your support You're for awesome. the show. We love Thank you. Thank you for being cool. Squared up. You are the wing beneath our wing. Um, also, you say, well, I don't really have the money to give, but I want to help the show out. Well, you know what you give can do? Give us a high five. I, I was don't about help the show to out. say that. Uh, we're, we love high fives. Get you know? out of my head, bro. One day, maybe, we will have the fabled MBH meetup, gathering, get together, whatever. Uh, MBH con, you know. And if we do, then you can high five all of us. Yeah, amazing! That'd I'm gonna cool. hug every one of you people. You can, however, right now, even from the great distance that you're currently separated from us, leave us a five star review. Uh, just like this fan of the show, whom Felicia is going to introduce and read that review for live for you on the uh, on the show. Read it. Hello. And weep. Hi. Good this game. review mm. is written by which review? This one, Joe. This review is written by B D T I G X A G H X F J V. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. And it's called "This Is a Podcast Review." Where dot dot dot. Which I'm thinking it says where yeah. we review this podcast. Something. Together. Here we go. This is the best actual play five e D and D podcast. 
I have binge listened to seasons one and two and have just started season three. And it is a truly epic adventure. It feels like you are right there at the table with with them. And you can tell that they put a lot of effort into editing and sound effects to bring their podcast to the next level. Seriously, if you want to listen to a family-friendly epic fantasy adventure with some hilarious player-created hijinks, this is the podcast for you. This is the podcast for you. Thank you so much for the review. That was very cool. Uh, it was very good. We also think we're the best podcasts out there, right? I mean, no, I'm we just are. Kidding. I'm just kidding. But we're so glad that you think that. Now it is time to get into some uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Y'all ready? No. Let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Last time our adventurers were in the middle of their ranking match from the first round of the gauntlet. Claren had been taken out first. Rip Claren. Oh boy. Oh boy. And then uh, those that remained, Kjorg, Kjorg. Mogert, Chris, and Drake, Draco Kelly, the uh, Dragonborn fighter dude. Uh, and they fought. They fought hard, and they gave it their all. And one by one, they began to fall. Did you well, do that on purpose? I did not. <laughs> Drake was the next to fall. And then, after some large fireball explosions from Chris, Kjorg finally also fell and was carried off and then it was down to Mogert and Chris in a strange and unlikely matchup barbarian versus wizard magic versus hammer and in the end as close as it may have been Chris reigned victorious as the cheers died down Chris Chris Chris, Chris you turn and follow the clerics back into the same waiting area where you and your friends were uh, seated and preparing just not that long ago. You follow them inside. One of them waves you forward. As they do, you you see as another comes up to your side and, and hands you a healing potion, which you've you sustained some damage. Uh, and, and you're kind of limping and hurting. But the healing potion makes you feel much, much better instantly. You continue forward and uh, down the hall and then into the open waiting area. Inside, there are four familiar figures along with a number of clerics. You see Kjorg over on the opposite side of the room. Kjorg, what are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm drinking Dragonade. see Kjorg chugging some Dragonade. You see Drake uh, seated over on the other side, polishing his sword. You see Claren. Hi. Uh, you also sitting. I'm sitting. Looking despondent. And you walk in as the uh, clerics are performing a number of healing spells on Mogert. There is a radiant glow around her, and Mogert, your eyes open, and you sit up, and you are back in the waiting room, and you are all in here together again. Well, that hurt. Ouch. Yeah, might I ask, how in the heck did you two go down? I got attacked by multiple people. You got four arms. I only used two of them. Why? I gotta save my strength for late game stuff. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> what what's your excuse, Mogert? I just I couldn't do it. I mean, look at me. I mean, y'all are like four times as big as me, so I mean I get that. It doesn't take But this much. dude's two foot tall. <laughs> if that sorry, Chris. It's fine. And Chris is just gonna sit down. So Mogert's healed 
Like, she's not, I don't really know, like, did they just heal her like she's fine, or is she, like, sore? You're still sore, you know, uh, and tired, but you are no longer in any, like, you don't have, you don't have wounds. Like, they, they poured a lot of healing magic into you, okay. multiple clerics, not just, like, one person using a cure wounds. You know what I mean? Okay. I just wondering. They're thorough in their healing, but you are definitely sore and tired. So, Mogert leans her feet off the bed, mm-hmm. and, like is still just trying to wrap her brain around what just happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, her hammer, I would assume, is like sitting near the bed or whatever. She kind of looks at it. Yes, sir, with you. Like, she's not even holding it. She's just kind of looking at it, and you can tell she's really thinking about stuff. She's pretty quiet. I mean, she's not like, she doesn't look like upset. Like, she's not like crying and stuff. She's just sitting there kind of quiet. Well, um... Victor's all of us. Let's not forget, Drake says, as he kind of stands up and stretches his back. You see him kind of like move his arm up and like turn his right shoulder a little bit and pull it in. I must say, though, you're all quite formidable, and uh, it has been my pleasure to face you all in battle. Perhaps we'll meet again uh, on this battlefield. Maybe you'll have a different accent when you get there, but... Uh, are you all staying at the uh, the waning way in, perhaps? We're actually staying at the waxing way in. Ah, you well, can't tell our legs are all smooth. If you happen, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Not mine. If you happen to make your way over to the waning way in, I will buy you all a round of drinks. I must say, it has been quite an honor. He says, walking over to Mogert, and he like uh, extends a hand to take yours and his. Do you let him do it? I'm gonna hand him like when he goes to take my hand. Uh-huh. I'm gonna hand him a wash rag and say thanks. Wow. Oh, so this is a Shrek and Fiona kind of thing. <laughs> uh, uh, about my earlier proposal, uh, dinner sometime. Well, if you buy us drinks, won't we have food? My lady, I'm, a f- I'm sorry. I-, I feel like perhaps I'm not making myself clear enough. I would like to take you, a lady, to dinner as romantically. Oh! That's, n- um, well, I've got a lot of things, uh, to worry about right now. I can't. I can't. Oh, right, right, right. Of, of course, of course. Of course, I understand. Uh, perhaps after the gauntlet, then. Dude, she told you no. He turns and looks at you. I mean, I don't... I, she could kill you in one swing, My so lady, I mean... I meant no offense. Of course, I'm just trying to... Uh, maybe we'll run into each other sometime. He turns around. It was nice to meet you all, and he uh, walks toward the door. Except for me. Uh, good luck in the next round, Claren. Thank you, Drake. <laughs> maybe you won't be the first to go out next time. Hmm? Uh, maybe you won't be the first. And then he walks you held on very long, <laughs> sir, Mr. Orange Drake. Yes, Georg, people's <laughs> champion. It was a pleasure to... Beat you. To battle alongside you and against you. Um, may we meet again. Yes. Does Kjork still have his shield? Now I have celebrating to do, and he turns. Ah, uh, thank you for the shield as well. Uh, oh, about that. Could I have it back? How much would you take for it? It's pretty special. Where can I get a special shield? I had it made in Barlin's Pass. Pretty far from here. Um, Just go make another one. Well... I, I don't think I could sell it for less than 100 gold. Let me check my gold pouch. So you guys got a whole bunch of gems, remember that? 
yes. How much were those worth? Except for me. It says three gems worth 50 gold piece, cured, Torgen, Claren, and Chris. Okay, so you've got 150 gold worth just in those gems. You've got four of them. I got three. Yeah, you got four. So Kjorg actually has two. You got two gems. The, Kjorg, uh, the two Torgen, together be worth Claren, and Chris have four. I mean, you can try and talk them down a little bit if you want to. It's up to you, but. These gems should be worth at least 100 gold. Oh. I'd give you both of them. Both? Really? All right. I think I can. Yeah. That'll be fine. Pleasure doing business with you. And he comes over. What's special about the shield? Well, it, you saw how I did in the fight, right? Like you saw what I did in the fight. How it was like, it's here on my arm. And then I like activated it and it slid out. Look, I'll show you. He takes it and it like, like folds up on your arm where it's like one piece, but then it pops out and sl- slops down and it's two pieces and it's like, see? Nice. Yes, yes, it's very cool. It's a very cool shield. Of course, it has my house sigil on it, this orange looking conic symbol. Is it painted or carved into it? Painted. Painted? Scratch it off. Painted. Oh, I can, I can have that fixed. Sure, sure, sure. It's yours. Uh, anyhow, I've got lots of celebrating to do, so I'm going to go. Goodbye, Mogut. It was wonderful to make your acquaintance. And you, uh, congratulations, Chris. And um, good luck at the bottom of the list, Claren. Eat dirt. And and eat he slugs. He leaves. <laughs> eat slugs. He leaves. No, I'm just kidding. Not that aggressively, but he does leave. What are y'all doing? I'm checking out my new shield. Okay, playing with that new shield. What's it made out of? Like, what color? You said it's orange? I'm pretty sure either. I described it before, and I'm not exactly sure. But it has an orange sigil on it. Sigil. That's like, kind of like the shape of a draconic silhouette. Silhouette of a dragon. Mogret's going to get up. I, I figure that all the, like, people have kind of flushed out, like... Oh, no, it'll be a while. Oh, okay, we're still... Never mind. Nobody... Everybody's still in there. Well, she gets up. And probably the nurses would try to keep her down. Oh, no, they're, you're free to go. Like, the, yeah, they're like, you know, they talk to you a little bit. They're like, you know, take it easy. Rest. Get a good rest. So, Margaret's going to get up and she's going to walk over to Chris. Mm-hmm. What is Chris doing? Is he sitting on a bed or? Good question. Chris is sitting in a chair or a bed or something, literally just staring off. Thinking, so, how the heck did I win? So, she walks over to him and. Puts a hand on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Chris. That was that was a heck of a fight. Thanks. Yes, Chris, that was amazing. Um, to say I'm surprised would be an understatement. I'm not making eye contact. I'm literally just staring at the wall behind everyone. Mm. Well, it's something to be proud of. I kind of like snap into reality and I look over at Moger and I'm like, that hammer hurts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. The turtle rock will rock your world. <laughs> Anyways, I think I think we need to go celebrate, but also we need to we need to rest. I think they said we have one day that we don't have to fight. About that time, the door opens, uh, and in comes walking uh, Juniper. Jupiter. Junie. What's up, Jupiter? Whoa, guys, that was an awesome fight. Are you all okay? Is uh, everyone good? It's been better. Clarence, sorry. Don't. You know, sorry. No. I hate the way Stop. things. I hate the way things went, Clarence. I hate you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard Clarence uh, announcing. Yeah, I did. he came up. He appeared out of nowhere. That's and stupid. Was amazing. Grabbed the dude. orbs and just started yelling. You can't do that, Clarence. You're gonna get me in big trouble. But I did it. Well, Are you in trouble? Okay, don't do it again. Um, so don't do it again. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I won't do it again. 
I was just a little angry. Yeah. Anyway, it was, but seriously though, like you all did fantastic in your actual like elimination. I rounds. wish that was true. You did. You did great. You all did great in your elimination rounds. The ranking match, you know, I mean, it's just, it's the luck of the draw. And, and uh, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it seemed like Draco Kelly really had it out for you, Claren. I might have caused that. <laughs> yeah, he did that to his son. Yeah. I didn't like him. I didn't like him very much. I don't know why. It just remi- yeah. I don't know. didn't he like told- the cut of his jib, huh? He- huh? What did you? The cut of his jib. What is that? What did, did you just cuss? You didn't like the cut of his jib. Like what is the- like Jupiter, Chris, Chris, you, you need to what, watch you your know mouth. You what I'm saying. You've heard that, right? The cut of his jib. Is that a, don't agree with that? Maybe it's a gnomish thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, y'all have never heard of a jib? Honestly? Yeah, like this jib. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. You're embarrassing me. Is that a secret uh, home? Is that like the secret home? Show me the jib. It's like it's like saying. You know, I don't. I don't like the his style. I don't like the way he does oh, things. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, Jib, seemed, like the way you very, dress. He seemed very forward. Yeah. Oh, you mean like we say that are a little too, too sandy? You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's what we say in the drylands. Like, what? What? No, we we don't say that in the drylands. What, what did you say? Cuter, don't you know? Shh. What did in, you say? Sh- Juniper, have you ever heard of that? In the human world, we call sandy. it. I don't like that guy. <laughs> What do y'all say? Anyway, anyway, um, humans so are weird. We need to get back to. Um, You're right. We should get back to the the waxing way in, right? I mean, it's we got to celebrate. Yeah, my legs are getting a little prickly. I also want to take a nap, a long nap. Yeah, I mean that was a tough fight, Mogert. Um, Six feet under now. Yeah, I'm almost out of spell slots. I need to go to a paint shop. A uh, paint shop. Yeah, you know any painters with durable paint? I can paint. What? Picasso, what are you wanting painted, Kjork? A shield. Oh, well, uh, you're probably going to want to see a blacksmith for that. Um, Cliff could probably do that for you pretty easily, well, I would if, say. Well, if you good. need something painted, Kjork, I, I, I am pretty good at painting. Yeah, have you seen her arms? I may take it to a blacksmith. Mogul well, over yeah, here it's, just... it's really just not a matter of painting as much as it is like they have to put enamel over it and like protect it. A... Otherwise, as soon as he gets hit with anything, it'll just put an animal right over it. It'll just come off. And I don't want this orange dragon on it. Why? That would be. Oh like... yeah, that's the one you took from Drake. Does he know? Yeah, I paid him for it. Oh he good, knows. good, good. But anyway, we should probably be going. Um, if, if you guys are ready, um, are you ready? As she says that, the door behind you, the one she came in, opens again, and uh, someone steps into the room. Who is it? Fancy seeing you all here. No, I'm just I kidding. <laughs> I cast the fifth Attack. level fireball. I throw my hammer. Uh, uh, um, excuse me. Uh, I was looking for, um, they told me I could find Mogert uh, Stonefire here. Oh, no. And Mogert, your mom is standing there. Joe oh. Mama. It's oh my, my mom. Gosh. Yeah, she's right here. Um, <laughs> well, I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready. I can't even <laughs> talk. <laughs> and, and who might you be, ma'am? Um, that's that's my um, mother. Oh, mom? oh, oh. Um, yeah. she just starts walk. She just w- sees you there. She just walks right across the room. She like runs. Mogert runs toward her. Like and jumps up her. and hugs you. Like big same, old hug. Same. And she doesn't say anything. She's just hugging you. Mogert. Shed some tears. I think we should go. Jennifer Get out says. of here, Jupiter. I wish I had a You're always Kjorg, a third will. I, I want to watch this. We should go. I wish I had a mother. Kjorg, I think we should go. <laughs> we could use a mom on the champion team. Kjorg, let's go. Come <laughs> on. She hits you in the ribs. Okay, let's go to the blacksmith. Well, okay, fine. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. 
And she starts pushing you out the door, and she's like motioning for Chris and Claren to fall. Uh, well, we're gonna go, uh, Miss Stonefire. Shut up. Glad to meet you. She just puts her hand over your mouth. She's like covering your mouth, and she's pushing you out the door. Bye. Anyway, so do you all leave? Yep. Yep. Chris is just sitting in the Chris corner. Chris is going. <gasps> recording Chris it. Chris is just staring at a blank white wall. <laughs> His eyeballs are glossed Chris white. No, Chris is just sitting there staring off. Are you serious? No, I oh, okay. <laughs> okay, no, Chris comes up. And Jupiter just picks up Chris and carries him. Y'all, you all leave. The door closes. <laughs> <laughs> you all leave. The door closes. It hurts so bad. Mogert, your mom's just got you in a tight embrace after a couple of long minutes. She lets you go and kind of pushes you back with her arms. By the gods, look at you. I've looked better. No, you look I great. I look so bad. Well, this is the face of a loser. What? No, you didn't lose tonight. You won. What are you talking about? You didn't lose, I just, Mogart. I really thought that I would get to win that, and I put everything I had into it. Mogart, you did win. You won. <laughs> Mogart Stonefire. <laughs> she kind of like leads you over to a couple of the chairs and sits down. I had every intention of coming right here to Demerhold, finding you and dragging you back home by your braids. Yeah. Did you see my note in the sand? No. <laughs> you left a note in the sand? Genius idea. Me and, me and Smokey worked on it, like, all night. Mogart. It was a great idea. You know it's windy in the, down there, I in the know. Mormons especially. I That's, couldn't find my paper. <laughs> how are we supposed to know there was a note in the sand, girl? Uh, I don't know. At first I was angry. Very angry. Incredibly angry. I know. And your, your father, of course, told me to take some time to cool off. I wanted to leave that night and look for you, but he said you were grown. And while I disagree, I also agree. So I waited, but then I had all I could stand. So I came and I've been looking for you. And I finally got here today and I heard the commotion and I came into the gauntlet thinking, if she's in there and I find her, I'm going to drag her home by her braids. Did I tell you that? Yes. I had it all planned out by the braids. Mm-hmm. When I came in, they were cheering your name. You were fighting out there, and you won handily, I might say. You, wait, you watched the you watched the qualifying match? Yes, and when I saw you out there fighting, I realized that well, I was wrong. Seems like maybe you are ready. And yes, I mean you you lost that last match against these weirdos. Um, Oh, it's the champion team. Champion team on three. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that? Well, we've made the we've made the group, and uh, we're the champion oh. team. Oh. Yeah, Kyorgi wants you to be a part of it, apparently. So those are the ones who were in here just yes. a moment ago. Kyorgi is the people's champion. Okay. And Chris is a gnome, and he lives in a secret place that I what? cannot talk about. Oh, okay. And then Claren has a dad, and he's not a great dad. I he's have not. A mom. She's dead. But. All right, you know, well. we've went through a lot. We met some dragons and Relvis. What? Maybe, and... what? Hold on. Stop right there. What? There are no dragons named Relvis. I'm not a great student, but I know that. Well, that's a secret name. You know how I would... All right. You know Look, how Mogart, I used to you call don't have myself... To, you don't have to make fun of me. 
I, I know I was nervous about you being out here and being all grown up, but like I said, I see it now. You're grown up. Okay. Well, we're trying to save the world, and the champion team's going to do it. And if we don't, uh, the world is going to end, and the bad people are going to take over. I'm sorry. Well, I, I don't really understand most of what you're saying. I, I thought, but maybe you can explain it to me later. All I know is... I just want you to know I'm proud of you. And just because you didn't get first place in the ranking match doesn't really matter at the end of the day, does it? You're going forward. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. I just... Gertie had all this... She told me all these things, and I just thought that I oh, could... Oh, she did, did she? She, she? she spoke to you, did she? Yeah. We ate chicken, I think. Did she tell you, did she, did she tell you that you should make your own way? Yes. She said I didn't need to follow exactly what she did. And if I wanted to do the gauntlet, then do it. If I didn't, then don't. I don't have to be exactly like her. But she also said that I was the ancestral guardian. She grins. You know, Mogert. Your pa had a vision like that once. Wait, really? Yes, he uh, he had a vision from Gertie once. And you know what she told him? What? The very same thing she told you. That he should make his own way and do what he wants in spite of all the pressure from his family to be a warrior. And he told her he wanted to be a father. And that was his great adventure. He didn't want to be the ancestral guardian. I don't... I don't know what I want to do, but... Oh, yes, you do. Well... <laughs> Come on, listen. Tonight was rough. I get it. You lost once. You, you took a beating. You know how many times Gertie took beatings? You know how many times every warrior in the world takes beatings? There's no such thing as a person who never loses. Everyone loses sometimes. From the time you've been able to talk, all you could talk about is being the ancestral guardian. You know it, I know it. That's your dream. Now, it doesn't, doesn't mean that you've got to be some great warrior or, or blaze some great path like Gertie did, but she has chosen you to be the ancestral guardian. I see the marks. I saw them when you were fighting out there. I saw the power coming out of you. Did you see me throw a turtle rock? And I did. That call was very that? cool. Yeah. It was very cool. But look, don't let one sour match set you back. You're just going to take it in the chin and keep going. All right? I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, me too. Um, I am quite tired. It's a long way from up from the drylands to I here. Know. I know. Did you get attacked by any wolves that are not supposed to be attacking? No. Oh. Did you get attacked by wolves? A few. <laughs> and then I met Claren. Actually, his name was Bart. Well, long story, but... There'll I be met... plenty of time for you to tell me all about it, but um, did I hear uh, some of them saying that you had a room, maybe, or a place to stay? Yeah, the Waxing Inn. Would you like... Are you staying the night? Is it just you? It's just it's, me. Oh. I'm going to have to go back in the morning. I'm, like I said, I'd plan to drag you back by your braids. I don't know if I told you that. <laughs> a couple times. But uh, I've got to go back in the morning. I'm going to get your, your father. And um, 
as many of the others as I can and bring them back. Really? Yeah, they need to be here. They need to see you if you're going to be fighting for the Stonefire clan. That... Honestly, that's the best thing I've ever heard. And I hope that I could do a great job to show you and, and the family. Well, don't worry about doing a great job. Just do your best. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll do my best. I will make you all proud, I promise. Uh, you Win or lose. You already have. And she takes you another hug. She hugs her back. Now let's go to that inn. I'm starving. All right. So you all uh, exit, right? So you all head back toward the Waxing Way Inn. And um, you're moving that direction. Of course, you know, Kjorg, that... Well, you know that on the way, like, it's basically in the same direction. You need to head over to the Chateau Shattershield. It's kind of late in the day, and along the way, Juniper's talking to you. You know, Kjorg, it, 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 you might be better to wait and do it in the morning. Um, Cliff may not even be in his workshop right now. What time does he normally leave? Oh, I don't know. I, I can't really say, but, I mean, it's, it's late. It's sundown. It's after sundown. You know, everyone's... I just, I don't know. I mean, I just think it'd be better if you waited till tomorrow. Are you sure? No, but I think it would be better. Why do you think that? Because it's late, and most people don't work late into the night. They rest. And... Okay. I mean, we can go first thing in the morning, okay? Okay. So you guys head to the Waxing way in? Yes. You, along the way, lots of strangers engage with you. They talk to you. They holler out at you. They run up and start cheering your name. Cure, cure, Chris, Chris, Claren, Claren. I'm about to so say, people, you best throw him in there. I'm about to come so on. So people come up and they're like, oh, man, you were really awesome against against those those people you were fighting and all that stuff. Who Different people I can't remember right now. They're just commenting on, like, all the cool things you did in the match. Chris, they're like, I've never seen anyone, like, blink in and out of existence like that. That was crazy. you got to teach me that. People are talking to Kjorg about how he stole that shield and then used it against that guy and uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and then Claren, like people are commenting on like your rope dart and how that you know they they want they wonder where you got it and can you teach them how to use it and like all that kind of stuff. People are people are noticing you now like you were front and center in the biggest event in the world. So people know who you are and they're they're like remembering your name and you have multiple people come up to you and you get to the waxing way in. Uh, and when you get there, you go inside, and immediately people start like cheering for you guys when you walk in. They're like, yeah. and Garla Goodrock comes over to you. Oh, welcome back, champions! I see everyone's got your name on their tongue tonight, don't they? Yay! Come on, come on, come on! We've got a special table for you. They don't know my name's Claren, by the way. Oh, you're, you're right. <laughs> Well, they were calling you Night Rain, weren't they? Night Rain, Night Rain, Night Rain. Actually, Junior was like, Claire, uh, uh, Night yeah, Rain. Yeah, she may have called you Claire a couple times. <laughs> come on, come on, come get your table. It's tradition. Anyone that stays at the Waxing Way Inn, if you win your matches at the Gauntlet, dinner is free. Amazing. Yes. Free. Y'all get over to the table? Nothing in life is Am free. Am I there yet? Not yet, but you'll be You'll be shortly behind oh, okay. them. Yes, I go to the table. All right, Same. y'all go to the table. And uh, like I said, people keep coming around. They're like clapping you on the shoulder and like, oh, you did so good. You were awesome out there. You're definitely going to win. And people are like arguing and taking bets over which one of you they think is going to win and which one's going to go out first and all that other stuff. I got and, one person betting on me. <laughs> yeah, you got one. one, <laughs> one. And it's the little kid in the back yeah. who like my dart. There you go. There you go. He's like, I got, I got a dollar. I got a dollar. Anyway. What's, what's the cheapest bet I can buy? I so, 50 cents. You know, you guys get settled in and, and there are... 
drinks coming your way and food coming your way and everything. And uh, she, Garla, comes around to Chris. Now, now, Chris, I hear that you ranked first tonight. Let's give it up for Chris. Everyone cheers and claps. Yeah. Cheers and claps. He blinks out of the So for our number one competitor, we have a champion's dinner. And she, like, motions toward the bar, and someone comes walking up with this big platter, and there's, like, a whole roast turkey on it. And, like, all these fixings and stuff around it, and she sits it down in front of you. It's literally, like, the size of you. A champion's dinner for a champion. And everybody claps and cheers again. And this is about the time that Mogert and her mom are coming, walking in. Mogert, Mogert, come on, come on, come on. You, you are also one of our champions for tonight. And dinner's on us. I've got my mom, like, by the hand, and mm-hmm. I'm pulling her over to the group. That's fine. You lead her over there, and uh, everybody's kind of doing similar for you. They're, like, cheering for you and, like, high-fiving you as you walk over. People are, like, commenting on how awesome you are out there, and people are asking if they can see your hammer and all kinds of stuff like that. You finally get your way over to the champion's table where they're sitting, and, and Chris is sitting in front of a turkey larger than him. <laughs> turkey. Everyone, champion team, this is my mother. Hello, yeah. champion team. Mom. Woo. Hi. You want to be on the champion team? She came all the way from the drylands to see us. Well, I, me. I did. I hand her a but turkey leg. Was Scar there? Well, thank you. And this is this is Kyorgi, Kyorgi. the people's champion, Kyorgi, that's, chosen um, by Paylor. Oh, this okay. is Chris. All right, um, yeah, Chris, and she reaches out a hand towards you, Chris. He won today. I yes, I saw that. Congratulations, Chris, on getting first place. This is Claren. Claren, I thought it was Night Rain. Well, it's all a secret. It's all he, you just ask him about Claren. it. Claren, yes. um, uh, good job out there, Claren. And then this Thanks. is Jupiter. Jupiter. All right. I mean, uh, no, um, it's it's Juniper. It's Juniper. nice to meet you, Mogert's mom. And um, <laughs> should we just call you Mogert's mom? For now. No, we need a name. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. You can call him, my my name is Emilia. I'm, I'm Mogert's mother, and uh, thank. It, it's nice to meet you all, friends of hers. Uh, I'm glad she's not been alone out here. I pretty much told her most of what our mission is and how we're going to fight the uh, bad guys. And right, she's mentioned a few things and I'm really mostly unclear on it. I'm not sure, but but it's a night of celebration, Mogert, right? Right, right. So we're going to eat like this turkey leg and she looks at, have you ever seen such a turkey leg? They have good food here. Garlo really has taken care of us a lot. Well, I, I'll be sure to thank her for that as well. It's a big bird. So y'all dig in? Yes. Oh, she's also been taking care of uh, Smokey a lot. Oh, really? How is Smokey? He's great. I think he's gained a couple pounds, but don't tell him. Oh, I'm sure he'll work it back off once we get him back home. Honestly, I think he should go home with you in the morning. Well, we can we can talk about it. I'm sure he if he if he wants it to. It would can... be way easier on you. Um, well, and he would keep you safe. Uh, probably. You're right. But again. Let's let tomorrow deal for itself. It's time for celebration. I'll have a stout dwarven ale, she says over to Garla. Don't tell your well. father. And she elbows <laughs> I'll have one too. Don't tell oh, that. Oh, <laughs> well, a bit young, but... I haven't drunk at all since we've been on this trip. Uh, I haven't drunk at all since we've been on this trip. I've been strictly orange juice. That's good. That's good. Honestly, um, I probably won't drink this because well, it makes me sick. A night for celebration. Okay. Mogert. 
you need some watermelons tonight. <laughs> no. No, oh, I, wa- I no. want to friend oh, on yes. watermelons. I've got a story oh. for you. And she goes into telling a story oh, about no. watermelons and how sick that she got off them one time. And you all start eating. And it's delicious. Amelia. I'm so you guys are enjoying. You guys are enjoying yourselves. Your fake mother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as Mogert's mom gets a couple of ales in her, she does start telling some like embarrassing stories about Mogert pooping herself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, I swear she was running right around the house, stark naked. We but couldn't nude. catch her. <laughs> she was throwing. There was there was lettuce everywhere. I mean, just lettuce, just another, all over the place. Another echo, please. What happened to the first part of this story? <laughs> Somehow we just there got from lettuce butt naked to lettuce. <laughs> I, honestly, I just I took the lettuce and I just wanted to make dinner fun. That's, fun. That's, I don't know. Yes, and you thought being fun. stark naked was part of the uh, cooking know. process? To be honest, until she hit about three, she spent most of her time stark naked. She just <laughs> couldn't keep clothes on her. She well, was just uh, one of those Skype kids, you know? Um, but anyway, that's Mogan, enough. you're fun. really cool and all, but I'm glad you have clothes on now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'll start telling embarrassing stories. <laughs> um, Garla comes around, and she's got uh, a plate in her hands, uh, and you guys can smell this delectable, sweet dish. I've got here a very special pie. It's, it's made from pecans, a special nut. You know, we don't get them around here a lot, but we make this pie. Pecans. And like Chris, Castle. as our champion, uh, we are going to give you the honor of cutting it and sharing it with the other champions at the table. <laughs> but, of course, as our first place contestant in the final day of the gauntlet, we need a speech. People start going, speech, 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 speech. speech. (laughs) Zach is looking at me like, I'm going to murder you. Come on, Chris. I know you can give a good speech. This ought to be fun. I stand on a table so everyone can see me. Oh, yeah. Okay, stand on the table. I pick him up, put him on the table. And everybody's like, shh, 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 shh. Yesterday. Shut yesterday. Up. Shut up. It's today. No, it's today. It was today. Plan and leave him alone. <laughs> Sorry. Shh. Was the most intense battle of oh. my life. Oh, oh no. Chris. And I, watermelons on me. And I sit down. <laughs> Everybody starts cheering when you say that. And Mogert's mom like reaches over and pats you on the shoulder like comfortingly. And uh, everybody starts like lining up for watermelons. Uh, good, good job, Chris. It's um, uh, really like uh, thanks for you know letting it um, uh, letting it all out there. You know, so. some say public speaking is my true gift. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. They were wrong. The funny part is, you said that it was the you know you wasn't even there for half of your round. You weren't there for half the round either. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. You were just gone. No, you were on the gone. bench. He was only gone for a few seconds at a time. <laughs> Did anyone see how I threw my hammer and made it come back to me? Did was, anyone see that? that? I was knocked amazing. out during that time, so I don't know. I was on a different plane, I, so I saw everything. Did anyone see my new jorts? <laughs> uh, your, your jorts oh, got burnt off. Did they get burnt up? Yeah, Chris hit us with a, a very, very powerful uh, well, I got fire. I got singed. Oh, they're fine. He stands up and there's a big hole in the butt. Yeah, right in the butt. Now you know how those trees felt and I start elbowing over. <laughs> Did you see my new shield? The shield is very nice. 
That's all I got to say about it. Uh, you hear as someone approaches from behind you, Kjorg, or, or you all hear it, and but it's like coming right behind Kjorg. You hear like a tune, tune of someone walking with heavy armor, and you feel a big, oh, meaty Tim, hand bro. on your shoulder. Tim. Oh, Grim. It's Ogrim, ain't it? This big hand comes down your shoulder. Uh, hello, champion team. Good job today. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you. Whose shoulder? Kjorg's. Oh, okay. oh, yes. So he's behind Kjorg? Mm-hmm. You did well also. Ah, well, I did my best. I look forward to possibly meeting you all on the battlefield in our next contest. I wonder, do you think there will just be more fights like these? I don't ah, know. hope not. Look over at Jupiter. I don't know. Don't look at me. I don't write these things. I just uh, announce mm. them. I just thought that you might know. But even if I did know, I couldn't tell you, Mogert, so quit oh. trying to get me to cheat. I'm not getting you. I could lose my job. <laughs> Would Chris know anything about like the gauntlet history of like the events and stuff? I mean, Would maybe. he have been around those? Yeah, areas? you can. Yeah, roll me a history check. Look at this. Did we even roll a giant d20? Oh, no. I don't think we did. We did not roll a giant d20. I'm this sorry. This has been Just the greatest roleplay ever. That's a nat 20 plus 9, which is a really stupid roll. Oh my gosh, you rolled a natural 20. Yeah, what are you going to uh, give him for that? Twan. I know everything. So you've actually read a lot about the gauntlet. He created the gauntlet. Before your trip up here, you know, and kind of what you would expect <laughs> to am find. I am better. You know, I mean, in a sense, you prepared pretty heavily for it, you know, because of the fact that you were very intimidated and unsure and all those good things. But you read a lot of books, and basically what you know, uh, Chris, is that the gauntlet is never just fights. Um, and, it, and traditionally, each successive round really mixes things up. There have been times where you're fighting together against monsters. There have been times where people have had to figure their way through puzzles. There have been times where people had to do all kinds of different sort of competitions and things that test their strength and mental capabilities and all of that good stuff. And they try, it always opens with combat, but it always mixes it up in the next couple of rounds. So you really don't know what to expect. Cool. So Chris pulls out a notebook and I'm just like, so I was looking it up before I came, um, in past gauntlets, it's always the initial battles are combat. Um, in the next couple, we could fight as teams. We could do obstacles. Um, we could fight monsters, but Ooh. you never really know what you're getting into. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, wow. Cool. What sort of monsters, uh, Amelia says? Dragons? Werewolves? Um, I read one time about a group fighting a beholder. Oh, no. I, oh. I don't know if we'll get That's that, but <laughs> yeah, they, they've well, got pretty intense before. It's like a I'd floating rather, Medusa thing going on, right? I'd rather not. I don't know what that is, but I think... Just think a giant grape with a bunch of snakes coming off of it. I don't think I want to fight one of those. I, I've i never faced a beholder myself. Have any of you? No. What is a beholder? It is a legendary beast, ferocious and purely wicked. Mm. Sounds awesome. I can't imagine they would capture one and bring it into a public place, though. I just don't know. Mm. Have you met these people? They're crazy, man. I could probably take it on. They can, like... Obliterate you. Obliterate you. Things can be quite difficult. Um, but anyhow, I simply wanted to give my congratulations and uh, wish you luck on whatever the next endeavor might be. Thank you, Ogrim. You're very welcome. Thank you. Take this for your trip. And I hand him a couple water malones. It's dangerous to go alone. Oh, well. Um, thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And he turns around and he walks off 
the the celebrations continue on. Uh, you're all eating and, and enjoying your time. Are you doing anything? Anybody doing anything in specific? I am just using my shield. To cut everything? In what way? Yes, for everything. <laughs> just like smashing walnuts with it? Yep. Margaret's going to throw him a couple pieces of fruit to smash. Hey, Kyorg, smash this. And I keep, like, trying to use its special feature over and over again. Yeah. Click it in, click it out, click it in, click it out. Uh, Claren, what are you doing? Eating. Okay. Just so we're clear, next time we have to fight each other, I'm quitting. Because <laughs> I'm fighting an ape, a flipping solid rock woman, and a dude that disappears. All I've got is a stick with a string. Am I the so. solid rock woman? Well, you're, you're built like a boulder, so... That is a nice boulder. But, you know, th- but thanks for not killing me, but mm, no thank you. I don't want no more. I like sticking in the shadows, and it was an open playing field. <coughs> Stupid DM. <clears throat> but, you know. Yeah, how dare you. Paul. I did what I could. Pops out well, and eats Claren. Well, Claren, perhaps next time there'll be more obstacles, uh, like in your first match. Yeah, that, see, see, I do you, good with trees. Like you, a right, you wrapped that guy up with the tree. Wrapped him up like a cake. That didn't make sense. <laughs> it's okay, Claren. You drunk too much. Oh, is that what this is? <laughs> Claren. Yep. You die. Huh? You're dead. Say something else about the DM. As you're, you kind of lean back and share, look around, and when you do, um, you 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 kind of just turn your head and look, and you see someone standing over on the back wall near oh, the door, uh, and okay, you see them. They raise their hand like to their face, kind of like they're scratching their face. And when they do, you, your eyes meet for just a second, and you see their hands twitch in this quick little movement, and then they put it in their pocket and turn around and go back out the door, and you recognize that as thieves can't, the secret hand language of thieves. I know that. That's awesome. And it was messaging you, telling you uh, to step outside. Oh, Lord. Um, and it, step outside secretly. Step outside. Like, keep it secret. Keep it safe. Well, I'm just going to, while they're all doing their thing and not paying attention, I'm going to just quietly get up and mosey my way out the door. Oh, where are you going, Claren? Uh, drunk too much. I'll be right back. <laughs> Don't pee on yourself like last time. I didn't. I, I peed in a hole, you remember? Then, I remember. And then, and, and then you slid down it. Okay, <laughs> let's forget about that moment. <laughs> okay, so you go over and you go outside. I do. Uh, you step outside, kind of scan the area. Where did you go? Look over to the left and you see uh, someone's cloak as they like tuck behind the wall into the alleyway. Yeah, I'm going to talk to myself quietly. I'm like, mm, this might not be good. Uh-oh. Get you. Got like it. What are you doing? I'm going to uh, like keep my hand uh, do I have a I have a dagger still don't I I think I have one left no, nope no, I give them all, them away. all away that's right so I'm gonna like you got short swords man you I got know, two short but swords. I didn't want to make it that obvious but I'll keep my hand on my short sword okay just in case but I'm just gonna walk over very vigilantly you look down the alleyway and you see at the far end the same individual standing there they turn in your direction and then step down another alleyway okay so I go what is this guy doing? What does he want? All right. Roll me a dex 37 throw. You I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> you should have done it. You step carefully toward them. You go up to the corner. You look around the corner. And standing there is the same cloaked individual. Hey. 
they pull back their hood and he says, son, we need to talk. It's a bright, warm, even though it is winter afternoon in Branshire. It is slightly unseasonably warm, or at least it would seem that way to you. Uh, not that you've ever been in Branshire during the winter months, Sutsaris. <laughs> Walking down the street that connects from Circle Street to the core of Branshire are two tieflings. There is a orangish-red-skinned tiefling with black hair. Uh, what is Saul doing as he's walking down the street? Smoking a cigar. I kind of had a feeling. Uh, smoking a cigar, wearing his um, his nice Paylor armor, right? Got the Paylor mark on your chest? Yep. He has one hand on the rapier, and the other he has reached behind him so that she will hold it. She being Marie, Elumari Jin the purplish-skinned tiefling who is wearing a new set of essentially wizard's robes that are tailored to fit just as she likes them. We really didn't have to go all out for these robes, said Saras. Oh, no, darling, we did. They are exactly what you needed. It is nice to have something fresh and new. I mean, this is a brand new life, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting one at that. As the two of you are walking forward, you break free of the partition walls into the core. And you see in front of you, Saul, a very familiar scene. The lush green grass of the courtyard that makes up all of the very center of Branshire. There is the tall, white and gold gleaming Temple of Pelor just ahead in the center of the core. There is the library off to one side, and then there are the three houses, the first, second, and third. Of course, last time you were here, the third house was engulfed in flames and then burned all the way to the ground. But now, just as Paylor has told you, the third house has been completely rebuilt. My devil, that is the temple of Paylor. Those are the three houses. One, two, and three. He points at them. The first house in particular, we probably shouldn't go there. They're liable to ask questions about who was found dead in the bushes. Oh, well, I'm sure you had nothing to do with that, did you, Sutsaris? <laughs> it may or may not be an ear on this belt. <laughs> the temple is quite beautiful, but also maybe just a little bit gaudy. Yeah, it, it, it looks something like... What they would do in the drowning circle. Peasantry, really. Oh, yes. They'd certainly have a flair for the dramatic. So, the two of you, um, do you begin walking toward the third house? Yeah, I'm, I'm leading her that way. You lead her toward the third house. Um, a number of people wave and smile. It's not, like, packed out here in the core, but there are still plenty of people coming to and fro, around and about on the paths, and you're walking on the cobblestone path forward, right up to the entrance to the third house. There is a beautiful white stone porch that leads up to the front door. It's actually, now that you're here, you can see there's a lot more stone worked into the architecture. Probably, you know, after the big fire, they thought less wood maybe this time. But you come up on the door, and as you're stepping up the steps, the door actually opens in front of you, and stepping out of it comes 
someone you do recognize. Oh. A blonde-haired young woman. Um, she is wearing, I wouldn't say regal clothes, but very, very nice and formal-looking clothes. Uh, and she looks your way and stops for a moment as she like stutters and looks at you and says, Saul? <laughs> Lady Brianna. Pleasure. This is Alu Marie Jin. You, um, you may call me Marie, she says, and she reaches forth a hand, just as you've kind of taught her uh, to do here. Um, uh, hello. It, what a surprise to see you, Saul. I'm honestly shocked. I thought you were probably on the other side of the world by now. And, and Marie, it is, um, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I am Brianna. I am the, the mayor of Branshire. <laughs> the mayor. Wow. I'm so proud. No longer a peasant. <laughs> I, I see your sense of humor hasn't changed at all. Um, yes. Well, I am, I am a Solaran, and it is my responsibility. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the mayor taking care of things and, and things are, things are going very well other than, you know, well, things may not be going so well with the world altogether, but in Branchar, things are, are going very well, Saul. So are the two of you just here on a visit or uh, business or pleasure? <laughs> we are here specifically on Paylor's orders. Oh, oh, you, oh, um, mm, well, I see. Uh, well, you, you will find, uh, Zahn, she says, and she kind of like gives you an eye inside. He just furrows his brow at her like, why are you calling him that? <laughs> uh, you'll find him inside in the dining room along with um, some some other um, agents. I don't know. You'll find him and everyone. You'll find everyone inside. So uh, if you are expected, then just, I guess, make yourself at home. He's already walking past her slowly. <laughs> Oh, it, it was good to see you, Saul, and good to meet you, Mari. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, hopefully, you've you've heard from Brackle or Kjorg and Kjorg. No, I haven't heard anything from Kjorg. Uh, Brackle set out um, east some time ago to sail. He said he was sailing to Venthaven, so I, I haven't heard from him in quite some time. But I think that Zahn keeps tabs. Very good, and he gives a slight bow and throws down his cigar and stamps it out with his boot. Oh, very good. Very good. She um, she tries very hard not to look at you accusingly as you do that. It was nice to meet you, uh, my lady, and uh, perhaps we shall meet again sometime, Mari says. And then she gives a little uh, curtsy and falls in behind you. Okay. You all step inside the third house, and it is beautiful. I mean, it's a brand new home, brand new construction, and it's not necessary. It's not over the top, but it is lavish. You know, there are a lot of flowers with a lot of whites in them right now um and there's also a lot of like evergreen colors um and inside you see that people have begun um putting out some decorations for well you wouldn't actually have any idea what this is but it's candlebells decorations because it's getting somewhat close to that time of the year and um there is someone standing there wearing what looks to be like a butler's attire, uh, an older gentleman. He sees you all step in. He says, well, hello. Can I assist you in some way? Hello, peasant. I'm here to see Paylor. Uh, well, if you're trying to find Paylor, I'm afraid that you'd... I'm sorry. What, uh, what is your name again? Oh, little idiot. Where, where is oh, Zon? Oh, my goodness. I'm here for Zon. <laughs> Mari... Puts a hand on your shoulder. Saul, don't be oh. quite so rude. We do. We are guests. Sorry. Sorry. 
<clears throat> well, um, Lord Zahn is in the dining room. He is having his dinner, uh, but I'm sure he wouldn't want to be bothered at this time. I think that he would. He specifically summoned us here. Oh, uh, well, uh, well. In that case, then, if you'd like to, you can follow me. I'll take you over there right now. Um, just co- uh, come along, and we will. Um, yes, just just come along. And he turns around, obviously flustered, and he begins to lead you down the hall. Uh, which now that you're inside, you can see that the sort of layout of this house does, in some ways, mimic the same layout of the first house, but not exactly the same. Anyhow, you come after a moment to this room. I wonder if there's a prison in the basement. <laughs> uh, you step into the dining room and the butler steps in, holds the door aside, and you walk inside. And when you do, you see a long dinner table. Seated at the long dinner table, there is uh, your old friend, the dark haired with the gray peppered in, sitting at the other side with dark leather clothes, um, leather armor basically, and a rapier at his side. And he looks up from his plate to see you all standing there. And he stands to his feet. Why, Saul, there you are. I had, I didn't expect you so soon. He uh, smiles. Saul, excitedly, pulling Maury with him, gets close and uh, takes a quick knee. Uh, Lord, uh, Paylor, it's a pleasure to see you in person again. Uh, that, that, uh, no need for that just now, he says, kind of tapping on the shoulder and pointing at the butler. Oh, I forget we're in the presence of peasants. That'll... Stands up quickly and sits down. That'll be all. Thank you. Thank you. And the butler kind of looks around confused and then backs out the door. Uh, Saul and Marie. It's um, it's wonderful to see you again, Marie. I'm I'm glad that you've made it. Marie just kind of like nods her head and, and, and gives a small smile, but obviously still a little bit unsure of what to do in the presence of a god. Saul, allow me to introduce you to, um, well, everyone. And he kind of waves his hand toward everyone sitting at the table. And there are a number of figures, one of which you do recognize. You see a man sitting there, kind of leaned back. He's got a grin on his face. He is wearing silver. He's wearing deep blue robes with silver lining all around it. And his hair is bright silver as well. He looks almost uh, flawless. And uh, you recognize Hope and Kel. He touches his brow mm-hmm. and kind of nods. The true pleasure to see you, my friend. It is good to see you as well, Saul. Uh, it has been quite some time, but here you are, and at good timing, nonetheless. Paylor motions to the rest of the room, and of course we have, um, well, you know Hope and Kel the true, but we also have Rivora the Fury, and you see a crimson red-haired woman sitting there eating her food. She gives you a curt nod, but then goes back to eating her food with a somewhat... You wouldn't say aggressive, but also not not aggressive look on her face. There is a halfling seated across from her with long, dark hair and bright green eyes. And she says, Oh, Rivora, lighten up. Welcome to the table, Saul. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I, of course, am Vinrea the Sly. And uh, I have heard so much about you and your lovely friend. What did you say? Vinrea? He, uh, he walks over to them. Mm-hmm. Rivora, have you ever flayed a Belor? Uh, she stops and looks up at you, and there is actually what looks like a somewhat freshly made scar. It's very light, like it's almost gone by now, but there is a scar running around her right eye and down her face on her cheek. 
And she says, Why, yes, quite recently. He uh, grins wickedly. Then you can call me Saul. And uh, he's going closer to Vinray, and whenever he gets within range, he quickly mm-hmm. pulls a dagger from his back and presents it to her on one knee. I believe you know something of this. Oh my goodness. Is this... Hoping, Kel. Is this my... Did you do this? Did you give him my knife? And she reaches out a hand in, to take it from you. Uh, he, he lets her. She picks it up, and when she does, she like twirls it between all of her fingers, and then it disappears, and then it reappears in the other hand. Oh, yes, I had such good times with this little pretty, didn't I? Uh, well, it seems that maybe you've been putting it to good use. I, I have, and he takes the belt of ears off of himself <laughs> and lays it down in front of her and says, This one is from Serastus himself, the king of the burning circle. I took it with your knife. My, my, my. Well, then I suppose that it is yours now, isn't it? As long as you say so. Oh, yes, of course. I have plenty other weapons at my disposal. But I'm glad to know that this one is continuing on. So, Zahn, uh, she says with a wink, kind of in a laugh, sitting back. Why have we brought the ever-so-charming Saul here with us today? And Zahn um, looks at you and Mari as well. Why don't the two of you have a seat and we will... Well, we'll talk. Uh, Saul joins the table. There is food on the table. um, So they pass you a clean plate and invite you to fix yourself something to eat. Cup of orange juice. Of course. Orange juice all around. Lots of meat. Oh, yes, all kinds of meat, especially especially like poultry this time of year. Lots of uh, turkeys and things like that. And as you're sitting to the table and fixing your plate, Zahn Paylor says, Well, um, I suppose we should talk about what we've been doing. I'm sure you have a lot of questions, Saul. I certainly do. Here in Branshire, of course, things are going pretty well. This place has been mostly protected, but... We are receiving a lot of reports from all over Manumi of lots of very troubling things. Um, Of course you have. The Unchained is unleashed. His army is. Well, the Chained God is not, but his his tenants... (sighs) Have you noticed any trouble on the road? Did you run into any danger, any monsters, any brigands? More than I can count. Just leaving Fallen Grove's destruction caused me great trouble. Of course, not more than we could handle, says Mari. Oh, I have no doubt. The two of you are certainly capable of protecting yourselves, but as you may have noticed, the road has become unsafe. The bands of orcs and the wicked creatures of Manumi that have made most of their lives in the shadows now for eons have begun reappearing once more across this land. The seas are in turmoil. Ships capsized and attacked by beasts from the deep. And It would appear as if we are slowly descending back into the dark ages before the War of Light. 
I wouldn't know myself, but I will say it is a fact that Dimmerhold is soon to be under attack. Uh, yes, yes, he is right, says uh, Hopenkel. In fact, I was just not long ago, Saul, I spoke with Kjorg and um, with his new companions there in Dimmerhold. They are in the gauntlet and they have faced against some of the tenants of the Unchained, myself along with Rivora and our sister. Wait, new companions? He's my friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, you, you know, he, he needed some help, says Zahn. A- anyway, as Hopenkill was saying, we went and we, we met with Kjork. We spoke with him. And we do need to be in Dimmerhold. We know that the Unchained are there. But at the same time, Kjork is there. And, well, he is my champion. He has power like no one else in this world. He asked for help. He, he asked me to go. I... I'm going to take everyone I can. We should go. We should go now. Perhaps you should, Saul. Perhaps you should go. But we can't. And he looks around at the other dragons. We are stretched very thin. There are places all across the world where people are being attacked and killed. And they have little or nothing to prepare themselves. They don't know what to expect. They're not... Manumi has known peace for so long that in ver- there are very few places in the world where they are actually ready for such a defense. Vinhaven has increased a 24-hour watch on the border against the jungles and the sea because of creatures coming in from both sides, wicked creatures and beasts. Barlin's Pass has increased their activity threefold. At least on the, on the solstice, on the, the end of the festival, is there no way? No, none of you can be there? Well, we are, we are hoping to send one of the Draken Kelly. You see, right now only the three uh, of, of, of them are here, but there are others. Tempari is out um, helping a village not far south from here. Pronciana is indisposed with a task that she cannot leave at this moment. And Kilmont, whom we recently rediscovered, well... Venrea speaks up. Kilmont has gone quite mad, hasn't he? And the only one of us who has any chance of setting his noggin straight is Pronciana, but at the moment, until she finishes what she is doing, she can't help him. So we're hoping that she'll finish up soon, help him, and we can send him back to Dimmerhold. Wouldn't that be nice? Venrea, you wouldn't miss out on a battle, would you? Oh, of course not, but I have my own battle going on, I'm afraid, at the moment, and I simply can't be pulled away, unless things change, but we are under proper leadership, of course, with our Lord Paylor. And what have you, Hope and Kel? With Paylor's permission, I hope to take Kilmont to Dimmerhold. If we cannot help him before then, then I will try to go alone. Uh, well, unless you are going to go as well, then perhaps you can go with us. Wouldn't that be something? I would love to. Uh, Paylor? What's the plan? The plan? Uh, we are... We are behind. They have been planning for centuries while we have been lavishing in peace. Blackfire, we we cannot find him. He is completely off the grid. He is 
nowhere to be seen. There are no signs of him, no signs in, in months, really, other than whispers and his, his three generals. We know where one of them is. The one being who we now know to be Grand, his beast, his champion, who uh, will face off against Kjorg, and who has already been there against him, and hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to bring him down, Grand. And then there is the Shiv. <laughs> That's one of his generals? So it would appear, and we cannot find him. I cannot stress how frustrating it is, these these wicked agents of darkness being able to hide their presence from the gods is just unbearably frustrating. And then, of course, arguably the most powerful of all of his generals, his wife. And then you you uh, hear Rivora like, drop a fork angrily onto her plate. That witch is probably somewhere nursing her wounds after the last time we met. You met? Yes. You asked about a Balor demon. Well, she summoned one to fight me. Ha! <laughs> did she? She did indeed. The remains are still there in Fallen Grove. Mm. What was its name? I didn't ask. I believe I have fought an undead of the same recently. Undead? Says Balor. Uh, Funkel. Fallen Grove is changing. The things that died there are coming back. I don't know how to say this. I found... I found a piece of the weapon that eliminated Etonia. And he's gonna reach in his coat and pull out. It's wrapped in leather and cloth. And slowly unfold it and lay it down in front of Paylor. Paylor stands up. Saul. This is what Blackfire used. This is such a small piece, but this is something we could use. I will take it, Saul. Wait, and Saul's going to put a hand on it. I, I, I don't even know if you should touch it. It can kill a god. I am very familiar with this power. I will not let it touch my skin, but you should leave it with us. This may be our one shot in the dark. Saul wraps it back up and, and lays it in front of him. Someone has to find her. She is the one that troubles me the most. She is intelligent and powerful, he says with like an almost imperceptible glance toward Rivora. Her name is Talia. She is a gold-skinned tiefling with purple hair. What? <laughs> what did you say? Her name is, is Talia. Gold-skinned tiefling. Do you know a gold-skinned tiefling named Talia? Saul walks back over and sits down right next to Marie. Marie, like, reaches out and puts a hand on yours. Gold-skin. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure, says um, Rivora. Are you familiar with that witch? He looks at Marie. Are you familiar with a... No. <laughs> he started to play off that he didn't know. You look over and Hope and Kel's looking right at you. He locks eyes with Hope and Kel. And he grasps Marie's hand. Mm -hmm. Talia. <laughs> Talia. Talia was banished from the Nine Hells. 
Talia is the queen of the burning circle. Or was. Talia is my mother. And I think that's where we're going to end this week's episode. Wow. And I think that's where we're going to end this week's episode. Uh, hey. That's the worst. Thank you so much for... I thought it was either going to be a beholder. A butthole? <laughs> a butthole. I didn't say that. <laughs> I thought it was okay. going to be Miss Small. Uh, I thought it was going to be a Can the record say that Felicia said butthole? When you listen back, you'll have we'll, to we'll check say it. TV. And then you'll be like, I told you. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much Hello. for listening. Hello uh, we and hope, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of to Make Believe Heroes. I almost cried. Um, some reunions, up, lots of family cried. reunions. Uh, one family reunion with a great mom, and one family reunion with a horrible with dad. dad. My dad showed up, and I don't know why. Imagine uh, having your family show up. I don't have a mom. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't have Chris. a mom, so I mean, your parents are like headed. She can't show up. My Stupid mom's dad. still at home fixing mushrooms. Both of George's parents are dead. So. <laughs> and cookies. I mean, his, his <laughs> surrogate parents aren't dead. Well, at least his parents were good people before they died. And now, my let's, let's Anyways, get out of this episode. Let's end this episode. Thank you so much for listening. You're we welcome. hope that you enjoyed this. We will see you last week. We hope that you enjoyed this week's last episode. Week. I guess I have to find out what old Falcone, the Falcon, <laughs> uh, wants oh with Claren next week. But until then. I don't even know what he wants. Okay. We bid you adieu. Adieu. Goodbye. Adios, amigos. amigos. Deuces. Hey, Jeffrey, don't copy me. Ciao. Why is it so weird when Zach's in the same room? Why is you're the only one making it weird? Shut up. <laughs> hi. How are you? Wonderful weather. We're hi, having. hi. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's very cool. That is hi. Cool. I am Ezra, and I play Clarendry. It feels like you're right there at the table with, 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 with them. There's two withs, so I didn't post it. Paul's making me really nervous right now. <laughs> Paul Sorry. is like slowly, slowly creeping. getting closer to the screen. Table. Okay, let's start it over. And in the end, as close as it may have been, Chris reigned victorious. Coward versus brute strength. Imagine going out first. Couldn't be me. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> this is getting weird. Oh, no. <laughs> Chris. I hate you, Paul. Why, why do you hate me? I hate this guy. Well, just tell him no. Say no. <clears throat> it's hard to tell people no. It's not. It's good. not real people. <laughs> Literally just shun him. Be like, nah, I'm good. I'm trying to think what Mogert would say in this moment. I'll be shooting for my own hand is what she would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be shooting for my own hand. That was a good one. one. That was Ta- a good one. Let's do it. Um, Let's do it. They talk to you a little bit. They're like, you know, take it easy. Rest. Get a good rest. They're like uh, the lady from My Hero Academia yeah. that heals everybody. She's like, kiss, I really need to watch this because I don't get the red shot lips. So, Margaret's going to get up and she's going to walk over to Chris, mm-hmm. get down on one knee. And propose to him. Oh, oh no! Yes, a million oh, no. times. Yes. I just, when I said get, da- <laughs> <What> <laughs> when I said get down on one knee, I just thought. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, so she gets down on one knee and she puts a hand on his shoulder. It's not that much shorter than you. You're a dwarf. She's just. You're picturing to have him a like moment. this tall. I'm picturing him this big. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pixie. Okay. He's not a, he's okay, a pixie. Okay, we'll do it like this. You can do it with one. It's okay, like, come she, here, little buddy. She walks over there. Uh-huh. So she walks over to him and puts a hand on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Chris. He doesn't just have normal shoulders. 
joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a joke. Aww. That was a joke. I'm he sorry. I promise. No, he's got like I promise big, not to interrupt you again. He's Go got ahead. these big pointy shoulders. Right. Corella right Deville. As she says that, the door behind you, the one she came in, opens again. Someone steps into the room. Who is it? Fancy seeing you all here. No, I'm just I kidding. <laughs> I cast a fifth level fireball. I throw my hammer. That's all I got to say about it. Uh, you hear as someone approaches from behind you, Kjorg, or, or you all hear it, and, but it's like coming right behind Kjorg. You hear like a tum, tum, someone walking with heavy armor, and you feel a big, oh, meaty Tim hand Ryan. on your shoulder. Tim. Ogrim. It's Ogrim, ain't it? It's Ogrim. I thought you were going to say it's like Gron. And the, no. Gron's like, I'm going to murder you. Show me your hands right like, now. How did I'm you get your that hand off. back? <laughs>